Your Health Podcast with Ben Canning and Dave Kennedy. Two guys heading out to hack body, mind, business, and beyond. We are here to provide a single source, bullshit-free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer. Yo, welcome back. Uh, we're on episode 15. I think I got the numbers wrong last week, but potentially, um, well, we're definitely on episode 15. Uh, and I feel like it's been a minute since it's just been me and you. Everybody's been invading, invading our space, I think. I know, I we know. We need to catch up. So what's going on? Well, there was definitely too much of Chris last time. So we uh, we need to make sure that that doesn't happen like, uh, another couple of years. Some people have requested a second Chris no, episode. No, 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 no. That's not happening. Not, not for at least another two years or so. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I thought it was a good podcast. Uh, no, things are things are going great. Uh, just uh, getting ready for uh, Thanksgiving over here in the States. So I got some turkeys I'm going to be smoking um, and uh, some ham and... Uh, Getting all the good stuff, and I, you know, obviously, a good conversation there is. And I'm gonna stay within my calories. You know, I'm just gonna eat a lot more meats than I am all the other junk that's out there, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, stick to it. So again, things are going great on my end, man. Can't complain. Training's really good. I just started my new training program. Uh, Hi, is it? It's good. Good. I, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna laugh when I send you uh, yesterday's because I added three more exercises to it. <laughs> I'm like, Do we have this is as a live document that I can see. Can you set that up? Yeah, I can set that up. Yeah, I'll put it. I'll put it up as a, uh, a Google Doc. Yeah. Okay. Cool. cool. So, but, but it's going good. Like no complaints. No, Except no. It's for been... the fact that you cracking up at me before we hit start there that you haven't lost twenty pounds in the first week. You're cutting this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you look, if you look at my my average, it's actually it's actually lower this week than it was uh, last week. So it is it is obviously working. It just takes time. I know. I can't believe I haven't dropped twenty pounds in in a week. But uh, it hasn't it's even total been. It hasn't, it's only been five days. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of time, man. That's a lot of time. I should have a visible six pack. I should look like Arnold. You know, like, like, I don't know why this the whole thing's bullshit. It's not working. <laughs> okay, no, train cool. is good though. Definitely strong. Good. How, how about you? What's, what's up with you, man? Uh, all is good here. Um, it's my birthday this week. It's my brother's birthday this week. Um, going to London. All is good. Like I don't have any complaints. I've had some really cool conversations with some really cool people. And I, one thing that I'll point out that a couple of people have said that you know I get down to the like, right, what's the goal? And two people this week have said to me, "Well, I want to look good naked." And I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Like that is <laughs> that is everybody's goal, but nobody's willing to just be so open and admit it. So um, yeah, all's good here. I mean, plenty going on in terms of clients, the group, everything. Like I have absolutely zero zero complaints. Everything's good. Yeah, two days to your birthday, huh? It's exciting. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'll, uh, well, never mind. You'll, you'll find out soon enough. But uh, <laughs> I don't even know if I want to know. Judging <laughs> no, by your Chris's conversation, I don't want to know. <laughs> Sent you seven hundred hazmat suits internationally. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, there's something to be said about that, though. Uh, you know, the whole naked thing, right? You know, for me, it's yeah. obviously. I always say I was, I always want to look great with my shirt off, right? And that's yeah. a whole, you know, you know, confidence thing that I think. I've never had my entire life. So I think building up to that and doing that and having, you know, the the right amount of strength and, and leanness and everything else all comes together in that type of importance. So that's, you know, that's my goal. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, keep on track, trucking, keep on building muscle yeah. every day. Yeah. I also got my aura ring, my new aura ring. How do you like it? So you wear it on your, your index finger? 
Yeah, so I got a bigger size so I can wear it my index finger. And one thing I'll point out is it came two days early and not eleven hundred and fifty seven weeks late. Like I got mine was. I got mine early. I got my whoop band early. Went over too whip to pick it up. Um, <laughs> no, but actually genuinely I'm very impressed with the upgrades. Like the I went for the stealth option and it's just much nicer. There's a lot of upgrades and new features on the app and stuff, so I've also only had it on for twenty four hours, but all in all, I'm happy with it. Good choice, good job well done. Yeah, the, the the thing that I, I would I would love to try an aura, you know, to get rid of the, the little band you have here. But the, the only issue I have is like I like the always on charging that you get with Whoop. So you know, it's like always charging. And the second piece is that I, I would like to see my workout activity as I'm doing my weights. And if I'm you know lifting weights, I got to take it off. So those are my like only yeah. two like stipulations on it. Well, the uh, so I have the charger sat here in front of me, and I literally put it on for an hour. So it's a seven day battery life, and then it just literally sits. So if I'm stood here doing work. The charger's just like that. Huh. I just literally yeah. plug it in, so it's not going to miss much activity of me just stood here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the workout thing, I get it. Um, but I don't think I use this for that information. Do you know it, what I mean? Like I use it yeah. for heart rate, heart rate variability, sleep, all those sort of things. So, and to be perfectly honest with you too, I mean, uh, the the workout that you get when you're doing. Um, you know, resistance training isn't going to be something like you're seeing a massive spike in heart rates, you know, unless you're, you know, doing more, more, you know, cardio type hit type training, you know, ma- you know, max interval training or stuff like that. But, um, you know, like for me, like obviously I use it at orange theory when I'm doing my cardio, that's, that's beneficial. I'd be able to use it for that. And then, you know, weight training, I'd have to take it off. So maybe I'll get it too, just to, just to try both of them at the same time. <laughs> I still have that $50 off discount code. If you want that, I'll send it to you. Definitely right. get the stealth one though. Yeah, that sounds um, good. So anyway, I'm Ben Canning. I'm Dave Kennedy. And this is Hacking Your Health. So today, I mean, I want to say we have a plan, whether we stick to it or not, I don't know. But one of the biggest struggles that I see um, when I'm speaking to clients, whether it's on board or whether it's down the line, and probably something that we've spoken about in terms of the industry and everything is sleep. Everybody's sleep is shit. People struggle to get to sleep. They struggle to stay to sleep. They struggle to wake up. They have no energy and it all comes down to sleep. So. Today, I just wanted to sort of talk a bit about sleep. I think that's a great idea. You know, you look at our industry, uh, you look at, uh, you know, how much sleep I, I used to get. Um, you know, I'd average two, three, four hours max, um, you know, every single day. And, you know, what's interesting is uh, I never realized how important sleep was to me, especially from a recovery perspective, my well-being, my health, my mental clarity. I mean, it, it all is is tied together. And there's a lot of studies uh, on the benefits of sleep. Like, for example, um, we'll talk we'll talk about this a little bit later. But like, what's the optimal sleep range? There's a new study that came out that showed people that had you know 4.5 hours or less of sleep had substantial cognitive decline, and people that had six point or um, over 6.5 hours also had cognitive decline, which is kind of interesting. So it sounds like the the sweet spot of range for for human beings. And I'm sure this isn't a one size fits all, but um, it's about six and a half hours of sleep uh, seems to be the magic number, at least as of right now for science. Um, but then there's a lot of they're still trying to I think I think the science is still out of why that is. But it looks like when you're sleeping, your brain kind of uh, detoxifies and, you know, gets rid of a lot of the, the the things that can cause like, you know, some cognitive decline, you know, uh, issues. And, um, and if you don't get enough sleep, it doesn't have enough time to, to clean, you know, clean your system up, clean your body up, recover, your body doesn't recover appropriately. And, um, so there's a lot of major issues that you'll start to see later in life if you don't, you know, you know, get a, a decent average of sleep per day. Yeah, I think there's, well, I obviously did a bit of research for this and, you know, there's, there's so much 
that goes on whenever you're sleeping and the sort of the the overall sort of outlook that I can see on it, it's almost as if like a bit of a system reset every single day for your body. And I just want to sort of start with like the stages of sleep because, you know, obviously we just don't go to sleep and that's it. Um, so your sleep can be categorized into two sort of main sections, non-rapid eye movement and rapid eye movement. The non-rapid eye movement can then be further subcategorized into, I think they just label them levels one to four like it's not in any way exciting or or any exciting names and it just literally goes awake to light sleep light sleep and then three and four are deep sleep and obviously the sort of deeper you get into it the more of the effects that you're getting from it and then you move into the the rapid eye movement sleep whenever i was doing the research earlier on a lot of the things that it was talking about was the the sleep cycle so it's not just that you're in the non-REM sleep and the REM sleep, your sleep cycles in 90 minute cycles. And the interesting thing that I actually found out was that it's not always the same ratio of each. So in the sort of first half of the night, you get more of the sort of levels three and four of your non-rapid eye movement sleep. And then in the second half of the of your sleep at night, you get more rapid eye movement sleep in terms of the ratio. So I find it interesting that, okay, it's the 90 minute cycles, but also you get more of a ratio of each depending on how many of those cycles you get, which sort of leads me back to, if you're saying, you know, six, six and a half hours, obviously that's four 90 minute cycles and a bit. So I guess, you know, if you, if you sort of base it on that, it makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, in terms of sort of what happens as you move through those, and if you think about it, like while you're actually sleeping, it makes a lot of sense. So sort of going through the non-REM non -rem sleep in terms of level one to level four, you're going to see, you know, your heart rate slow down, your body temperature should decline, which I think is a good point that we'll touch on. I guess we'll talk about Andrew Huberman in that section. Um, and we start to see your, your brain waves and your brain activity actually slow down. Um, and then moving from that sort of three to four, uh, we see brain activity actually start to increase, which is obviously what we were talking about there in terms of like what actually happens from a reset perspective and things like that. I was on mute. Um, so, uh, you know, the uh, I, I think I think when you look at sleep as a whole, there's a lot of things we can do to optimize our sleep. Now, obviously, there's sleep disorders. There are people that have, have struggled with sleeping. So, you know, um, you know, that that is something that that I think would be out of the spectrum of realm of what we should be discussing, obviously, from like a medical perspective. You know, if you're having if you have sleep disorders, things like that, you know, there are things that you can try to take to, to help you get to sleep. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I would heavily recommend, you know, speaking with your doctor, you know, to get appropriate sleep. What we're talking about here is, you know, making a conscious decision to sleep appropriately and get enough sleep throughout the day. And, and that's a struggle for me, too. You know, uh, there, there are days where, you know, I like I, I might go play video games until midnight and I have to wake up at six o'clock in the morning to get a workout in. Right. And I and I, and I recognize those days. I'm like, OK, I'm going to get, you know, real shit sleep today. And it's just going to be a bad day, but I don't try to make that a habit at all. You know, my my habit is trying to get at least uh, six hours of sleep at a very bare minimum, but mostly in the seven to seven and a half hour range is, is typically where I've been at. I'll probably cut that down to six and a half and see how I adjust to that based on the Cause of science. Because <laughs> of science. <laughs> Damn science always messing my sleep. One thing that I will say is like, and full disclosure, like my sleep is shit, like really, really bad. And it's not something that I ever have, have struggled with, but within the sort of past maybe year or so, I've, it's something I've really started to focus on and it is, hasn't been good. 
um, whether it's the amount or whether it's the quality, it just hasn't been good. And it's something that I have actually really actively tried to improve. So I sort of want to give a couple of, we can do this later on, that of actionable tips in terms of like how to actually improve it without yep. even looking at, you know, the supplements or things to take, like things that you can, actionable tips to go and do to help, help improve sleep. Yeah, I agree. There's um, there's there's some things that I've done too as well to to help optimize my sleep, and it's not necessarily from a supplement perspective. I found that for, first of all, I'm a cold baby, and and Ben knows this. I am a little baby when it comes to cold. Like literally, I hate cold everything. I live in Ohio, which makes no sense whatsoever. Um, it's like literally 32 degrees outside right now. Uh, it's gonna snow later. Um, but anyways. Um, for me, like I won't, I, I, I understand the benefits of cold showers. I will not take cold showers, even though I'm here to optimize my life and optimize my stuff. I will not take cold showers. And there's, okay. So this is actually a good point. So yeah. it was the, the Hoverman's lab podcast, I think. Um, and he said about this, you know, okay. So the, the idea of getting to sleep, you want your body temperature to be lower. And I actually looked it up earlier on. You want it to be between two and three degrees Fahrenheit. Had to actually do the conversion for you um in terms of your body like your core temperature lower to actually get to sleep and my initial thought would that be okay if i'm too warm i'll go and have a cold shower and that will cool me down and i'll get to go to sleep but the study actually shows and what andrew hoberman says is if you have a really warm shower or a really really hot bath what that yeah. does is it heats up your your core and then your body tries to dump the heat so your body will dump the heat through the palms of your hands the soles of your feet and your your forehead and then that lowers your core temperature a lot quicker do you know? Do you know why it's your forehead, your palms, and your feet? Do you know why well, those I do. three things? I do. Because I listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to the podcast. But uh, uh, what's interesting about that is there's a lot of new research out right now around um, optimizing performance, and there's three spots in our our bodies that don't have hair: uh, the palms of our hands, the bottoms of our feet, and the tops of our our, our foreheads are the three areas that literally um, don't have any capacity to grow hair. And so those are where we actually dump the majority of our heat from. Uh, so if you're trying to cool yourself down really quickly uh, and you're, you're overheating, uh, putting cold, applying cold to the palms of your hands, to, your, to the uh, bottom of your feet and the, and the top of your forehead will drastically cool you down faster than anything else. You know, you always hear, you know, put it on your head. Well, it's actually your forehead that that, that is, um, you know, in different areas. And there's a, there's the, they're coming out with a new uh, product called the Cool Mitt, uh, which um, they did a lot of scientific research off of, I think it was out of Stanford, and they, um, you know, showed that you, when you put your hands in in a cooling type of uh, uh, solution, not freezing, but cooling, that you, uh, during workouts, like, for example, if I just did, you know, one major set, and I put my hands in a, in a cooling environment, um, you know, it would also increase your performance substantially, like, like 50%. It was, it was a major difference in performance. And it, it makes sense because, you know, when we're burning on our muscles, it's actually increasing the temperature of our muscles and overheating, you know, our, our, our muscles to where they become fatigued or exhausted. And so you, by cooling them down, you're giving your muscles a better opportunity uh, to be able to perform in some way, shape or form. It's the same thing for when uh, you're trying to cool yourself down at night. Um, I ended up uh, investing in it's called the 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 Cooley system, the Uller, uh, I'm sorry, the, the Chili uh, Uller is what I have. The Chili Pad Uller uh, is what I have. And it's a uh, UV light and water. And it's a pad that goes over your bed. And I keep it on the lowest temperature possible. And when you first get into bed, it's it's a little bit chilly. It's not terrible. But you know, you have your blankets over the top of you. So you feel like you're still kind of warm. But it drops your body temperature down substantially and keeps that body temperature um, uh, all night. And what's a really cool feature with that 
is it's you know smartphone connected is you can set a wake up time. So I'll set a wake up time of let's just say if I'm waking up at 7 a.m. I set it for 6 a.m., which starts to gradually increase the temperature, which gets my body ready to go and for me to wake up literally at seven o'clock and I feel refreshed just like that. And I've noticed by calculating, you know, my my recovery on Whoop, I've had a much better recovery almost every single night. I've incorporated that into it, and I've also had a much deeper sleep um, by doing that as well. So that's really helped me out on the on the sleep aspect of things, and really made a big difference for me. That's cool. Like I didn't know it had that feature in terms of of waking you up like that. That's super yeah. cool. Um, for me, I absolutely love the cold. Like whenever you get in the bed, cold duvet, cold pillow, window open, everything's cold. And I think the sort of point to note about that is obviously if you you go through the night and you your body starts to heat up, wake up in the middle of the night, leg out the out the side of the duvet. Obviously, that's the you know the sole of your feet that you're trying to sort of dump the heat. So it all makes sense if you think about actually what's going on. Um, the well, one of the points that I wanted to note was actually about the temperature of the room. And again, you know, as a as an optimal, they say that you want to have your bedroom temperature at 65 degrees Fahrenheit. So that is enough for you to sort of lower your natural body temperature and get over to sleep and stay asleep. Um, so body or, you know, temperature of the room is one aspect in terms of what you can do to improve yep. the quantity and the quality of your sleep. Yeah, I think that the the general estimated range of what like is the ideal temperature is between sixty degrees and sixty seven. I think was the, the 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 temperature, but I think everybody's kind of set on like the sixty two, sixty three degree time, um, range. It seems to be kind of like the sweet spot for a lot of people. Um, so lowering the temperature at night and keeping your body at a lower temperature helps recovery, helps your body recover faster, um, helps you sleep better. There's a lot of, of perks to that versus keep it warm. And that's actually the exact opposite of what I used to do. I used to, again, I was a, a freeze baby. So I literally when for turn my heated blanket on in the summertime, you know, I'd have, you know, you know, three layers of, 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 of sheets up and I, you know, I'd have it completely covered over my head. I'm just the type of person that loves to be warm. And, um, and so I, I've, I've switched that routine quite a bit. I will, I still will not take cold showers after those things. Um, but I will did for like three days. Come I on. tried for three days and I can't do it anymore. I gave up on it. You know, there's, there's a lot of things I'll do. Cold showers, just screw them, screw them where they came from. They're, they're awful. <laughs> there is actually something. I, I think I took a screenshot of what I saw on a, on an Instagram ad or something. And it's in relation to what you're saying about the, the sort of cool pads and the recovery. I'll send it to you once, um, once we finish up here, but like that, that sort of plan about or being able to play about with temperature in terms of what you actually need. Obviously you do it from a sauna perspective and things like that. So there's mm -hmm. so many different things you can do just simply from controlling your own temperature. Yeah, I do. I do a sauna every night. Uh, at least I try to do it every night. I do it at least four times a week. I just did it yesterday. Um, I had to cut it short because I was, forgot I was supposed to be at a location at seven o'clock. So I'm in, I'm in my sauna at like seven fifteen. I get a text message from a buddy like, Hey, where are you at? Aren't you supposed to be here with your kid? And I'm like, Ah, crap. So I got to get out of the sauna early. I only got like 15 minutes in versus 30. Um, but uh, I need to clear my schedule up a little bit more. Um, but saunas for me have been a really good one. There are um, actual cheap saunas that you can get online. I think they range from like 200 to 300 bucks. And I know that's not cheap in comparison. That's a lot of money to spend on something. Um, but they're basically like pop-up saunas um, that are like these little, uh, you know, domes basically that you can fit in a very small, you know, location. And the, I have I have one of those, and I also uh, ended up investing in a, a, a pretty big sauna for my gym. 
And uh, the portable saunas were fantastic. Uh, they're infrared saunas. Um, you know, like I said, you can pop them up. It takes about you know twenty minutes to heat up. You get in there for a half hour, do that three or four times a day. Um, has some major benefits on testosterone production. Human growth hormone production is is through the roof. Um, so your recovery ends up being a lot better. Uh, your blood flow activity, everything's you know shoots up. But also uh, a lot of good data on doing it at night, which helps relax you as, uh, as you're going to bed. So I. I do a, uh, a sauna usually at night, or I kind of interchange between sauna and hot tub um, during during the night times to kind of relax me, soothe my muscles, and then from there, kind of you know hit hit the sack. And I'll tell you, um, nights that I do a sauna or nights that I do a hot tub, I fall instantly asleep. Like 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 boom, lights out, cold, no tossing and turning, anything like that. I'm I am out cold. Yeah, and since uh, it's funny you mentioned that, like. Obviously, we have both hurt our backs recently that we'll not get into. <laughs> By the way, I got to tell, tell you a story about that really quick. Uh, <laughs> not to interrupt, but uh, I, I, uh, I did dry needling yesterday, right? Um, to to help with uh, you know some of the pain. That is the worst effing thing I think I've done in a very very long time. Like that is not fun. They they put um, five needles in each side of my hips, like like literally right in your hip bone area. And they're these these long ass needles. They're super thin, but they're long ass needles. And I actually screamed. I was like, "Ha!" You know, like and everybody starts laughing over the side of there because it. She's like, "Yep, I got a good spot there." I'm like, "I'm like, okay, ha!" You know, like you know, it was like like it hurts so bad. And then I had to flip around. So they did that for ten minutes, and they put like, these electrodes on me to pulsate the muscles and kind of release the pressure from the muscles. And then they did it on my back, and I was doing so good. So I got to like the seventh or eighth uh, needle. And then the ninth one, I'm like, ha! You know, you know, so it was it was not a good experience for me. But I will tell you, uh, before, like, so if you, if I was laying flat on my on my stomach and I lifted my left leg, my left leg was substantially weaker than my right. After I finished with it, my left leg substantially was just as strong as my right leg. So you know, it, it did release a lot of the the pressure and the uh, tension within the muscles. The muscles were much more relaxed versus um, being super tight. So I'm I'm like 95 percent recovered from that. Thank God. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm kind of taking it easy still, but by taking it easy, I'm going to be hitting legs today. Um, but, uh, you know, I did back yesterday when she's like, she's like, make sure you don't do back. I'm like, got it. I went home like literally 30 minutes later and did back. And, and, and so I'm just, it's not me. They're the only one that you do the opposite of, of what you're asked. You're like, okay. I have a problem noted. with authority. I have a problem with authority, Ben. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Obviously, as I said, you know, hurt her backs, whatever. Um, but one thing that I started to do was I was getting a hot bath um, just to sort of try and relax it, ease the pain and whatever else. And I noticed the same thing. Like, as soon as I got into bed, I was asleep. And I was like, okay, right, well, this can be a thing. Like, I struggle with sleep. If I need to get a bath before I go to bed, then absolutely. So, again, a pretty easy tip. Doesn't cost you anything. Get a warm bath before you go to bed. Definitely, definitely will help you sleep. Um but yeah, I, I noticed a vast improvement in terms of my sleep. Like you said, I sleep right away, I sleep for longer, better quality of sleep and things like that. One thing I actually came across as well whenever I was I was reading earlier on was about what you should do if you can't get to sleep. And this is something that I sucked at because I would just lie in bed and think about everything and just lie there and, and not sleep or think about every single way that I can get to sleep. And what they sort of suggest is if you can't get to sleep after like 20, 25 minutes, or if you wake up in the middle of the night and can't get to sleep again for 20, 25 minutes, they say to get up and go and do something else because your, your brain has this thing where it will, um, it associates 
different things with different things. So if you get to the stage where your bed is a place that you're restless and you can't sleep, your brain will then begin to associate that with it. So if you're going to bed and you're scrolling on your phone or whatever it is that you're doing to that you can't sleep, then that's what your your mind will think whenever you go to that. So if you can take yourself out of the situation, go and do something else to tire you out, and then whenever you're tired again, come back to bed and actually go to sleep then and sort of kind of rewire yourself to think, okay, right, well, this is where I go to sleep. This is what this is for. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing the different types of things you can do to kind of hack your sleep to get better at it. Right now, again, I'm not talking sleep disorders where, you know, you have major issues and, you know, you know, you, you're, you know, you're on a CPAP or whatever, you know, those things obviously need to be uh, diagnosed by, by a doctor. But there are definitely things that you can do to to improve sleep. So um, getting into the supplements discussion, which I think is, is important, um, is there there's a lot of supplements out there. And one of the default ones that everybody goes to is melatonin. And I am so against melatonin uh, in every way, shape, or form. In, in very small uh, capacities and, and not used very often, it's fine. But long-term use of melatonin is not good for you. It's not good for your sleep. Um, there's studies in mice right now that they're uh, converting into humans where uh, mice had a substantially um, <clears throat> uh, deep uh, – in, in mice, when, when they – pumped melatonin into them, uh, had their testicles shrink by 70%. Uh, I don't want that happening to me personally. Um, no. you know, so, you know, and, and again, that may not correlate directly into humans. You know, a lot of things in, in mice happen in humans and, and, but a lot of things that happen in mice don't happen in humans. So, you know, a lot of these medical studies are very difficult to come through because there are a lot of variations that occur in human life. So, so to get, get real true controlled studies becomes really difficult, but melatonin is not great. You know, your, your body produces a very small, amount of melatonin uh per day i think it was it's like two milligrams or two grams a day is is what your your body produces from a melatonin perspective and some of these you know folks are taking 5 10 15 20 milligrams or grams of of uh, i think it's milligrams of of um, melatonin so you know keep keep an eye on melatonin usage and dependency on melatonin usage for sleep um it can have some some major um impact on you long term and i know i noticed this with me is um i, I used to take this stuff that was called Alpha Lion uh, uh, sleep, uh, sleep. It was like the Alpha Lion Sleep uh, brand of it, and 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 this for for me worked very well at first. Uh, I started taking it, and it has a, some combinations of, of magnesium, which is fantastic for sleep. By the way, we'll talk about that. Um, it has you know like a bunch of other things in it, but it has a lot of melatonin. And so you know, I started taking that, and then eventually I started noticing I'd get restless sleep after a few weeks of using it, you know, consistently uh, as things were going along. As soon as I cut it out, it took a couple of days to kind of wean off of it. Started getting back to normal sleep again. So you know, be very careful uh, with melatonin. It's one of those things that's being kind of touted as like a, a sleep aid, but long term usage of it definitely not something I would recommend. Yeah, I actually had again no experience with because I never struggled to sleep. I had no experience with melatonin up till about probably about this time last year. Um, and I find that there was a very fine line with me of it, like to the point that, so I just went by whatever the dropper was. I think it was three, three milligrams. If I took a full one, I woke up like I had a fucking hangover. Like I was absolutely useless. Half one was just about exactly where I needed to be. And I got a decent night's sleep. But again, you know, after a bit more research and Andrew Hubbleman, of course, and mm -hmm. um, sort of pulling back from it and actually finding other ways to improve sleep yeah. that aren't necessarily supplement based and like just things that you can do day to day to sort of manage your sleep. If you think about your sort of body in that sort of 24 hour cycle um, without even having to look at supplements, but yeah, melatonin I have taken out. Um, I do use other, other sleep supplements, but no longer melatonin. Yeah, there's a, there's a, so my, my protocol at night, um, I, I switched around a little bit surprise, surprise. Um, 
but uh, I do. Um, so I, I take the Animal Pack PM. So the Animal Pack PAK PM. It's it's infused with uh, essential amino acids that um, are slower digesting. So you have you know ample ways to build muscle um, as you're sleeping at night. But it also has uh, L-theanine. And when you combine L-theanine and GABA, there's a research paper um, that was released out of the uh, Taylor Francis Online Medical Studies, uh, which shows GABA and L-theanine uh, mixed together um, allows you to sleep faster and improves uh, REM sleep uh, substantially. So the, those two combinations of GABA, which GABA is um, basically an uh, inhibitor for neurotransmitters that um, GABA basically favors for sleep. And so you're basically telling your body, hey, go to sleep. It relaxes. It's calming. No long-term side effects. Um, those types of things. So, you know, the two things that I would heavily recommend if you just decided to take two supplements would be L-theanine and GABA together, you know, about 30 minutes before you go to night, um, go to bed at night. Uh, it's, it's substantially better for you. I have a, a lot more restful sleep with it. Um, I also take, uh, magnesium L-theanate and that is, um, uh, it, it bypasses what's called the blood brain barrier, which probably sounds horrible. Um, but it's, it's, your, your body uses magnesium to, to, to transmit. It's also has calming effects. Magnesium is, is absolutely fantastic for your body. Um, it's also been shown to help calmness, um, of your brain as well as, uh, soothing. And then I use, um, apigenin as well. Uh, I use the, the Swanson brand for that. There's a study on apigenin on, uh, sleep, um, basically, uh, this is, the study has only been done in mice. Um, so apigen has a lot of really good, uh, uh, healthy prostate and liver, um, by, uh, uh, promotion for that as well. But from, uh, from a mice study perspective, it showed that with ta by taking apigen in, um, it helped you with your REM and your longevity of your sleep and sleeping faster as well. So I take a combination of the animal, animal pack PM, uh, the magnesium l uh, apigenin, and then GABA, uh, before I go about 30 minutes before I go to bed. And I, I noticed a major difference uh, with that. Now, I also say L-theanine. Uh, Animal Pack has L-theanine based in it. So I'm already getting the L-theanine for, the, for that pack uh, with everything else. So that's kind of my stack at night that I use to, to go to sleep. And I found a lot of success with that. Yeah, I think if, for anybody who's listening and is thinking about going down the line of supplements, you need to understand where your struggle is with sleep. Is it a case of you struggle to get to sleep? Is it a case if you struggle to stay asleep? Is it a case if you have rest of sleep? Is it a case if you only have a short amount of sleep? Is it the quality of sleep? Is it how deep you're sleeping? Once you understand that first, then you can start looking at, okay, what do I need to supplement with? Because each thing's gonna provide a different outcome. Do you know what I mean? It, it's a case of, you know, one thing will help you get to sleep, one thing will help you stay asleep. So understand where your struggle is first before you just start piling up the supplements. Obviously you have done that and you've refined it and you know exactly what you need to do. So, you know, yeah. that that's that's exactly what I'm trying to sort of get everybody else to do. Um, I think probably one thing to note on this is beyond actually just, you know, before you go to sleep is that probably, <laughs> probably, I don't know, it's been a bit of a curse word actually talking about it in this, but in terms of caffeine, and, and how that affects your sleep. And Matt actually touched on it. I know, but it's like 12 o'clock in the day over there. If I was drinking caffeine, then there would be an issue. It's like 5.30. <laughs> um, but yeah, Matt touched on it um, on the podcast last week whenever he said that, you know, there's, there are those types of people. And, you know, potentially I could be one of those people that could say, you know, I could have a cup of coffee in the evening and go to bed, no problem, and sleep, no problem, which I probably could. And nine times out of 10, the people who say that they can, can. But what the issue then becomes or where the issue lies on that is the quality of the sleep that you're getting. Um, so again, Matt mentioned the half-life of caffeine um, on the podcast last week. From the research that I did today, the half-life of caffeine is anywhere between five to six hours, 
which also gives it a quarter life of between 10 and 12 hours. So that means that that caffeine that you're drinking right now, quarter of that amount of caffeine could still be in your system at, at midnight because of the, of the way that it affects your body. Um, which is probably fine. Like a quarter of it's obviously fine, but in terms of yeah. like the impact that can have on your body, the amount of caffeine that you're having, what that does to you throughout the day and things like that. So a sort of first protocol for that would be, and I recommend this to everybody's heard of me talking about it in the group calls or individually, whatever it is, um, to limit your caffeine. I say 2 p.m., but that should be the maximum cutoff point because if you think about then again, the half-life of it, that's going to take you to 8 p.m. and you want to start to think about winding down and everything, sort of get yourself ready, ready for sleep. Another point to note on that um, is things that people potentially use that they think helps them get to sleep. Um, things like alcohol, things like marijuana that they think, okay, right, I can take this and it'll help me. I'll be drowsy. I'll get to sleep and whatever else. Again, from the research that I did today, it is they don't help you get to sleep. They basically just knock you out. So you don't get any of the benefits of actually sleeping because all the processes that go on in your brain and your body don't actually happen because it's almost like you're sedated because, you know, you go to bed and you're a bit drunk or you're a bit high or whatever else. So you don't get the same benefits of actually the, you know, the processes that go on whenever you're asleep. Um, so that was one thing that they recommended not to do. And you'll know yourself, like, this is why you have shit recovery whenever you have two hard seltzers. <laughs> I had, uh, I had, uh, we were celebrating yesterday, uh, opening of one of our new facilities and, uh, I had, uh, uh, one glass of bourbon and my recovery should have been probably in the sixties or seventies and was 34% yesterday. I'm like, gosh, damn it. I didn't, I should not have had that one bourbon. Um, you know, but, uh, uh, it's, it's interesting how these types of chemicals can interact with your body. Caffeine is, is an actual, actual interesting one because, um, it blocks the A1 receptors in your body. So, um, you know, it, it basically binds to what's called the A2A receptors, which, you know, ultimately at the end of the day is, is messing up your, your internal clock. It's, it's telling your, you know, there's, there's things that are released in your body that, 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 you know, uh, tell your body what time it is and, and when you're sleepy, when you're not, when you need to go to bed. So when you're drinking caffeine, it's blocking those. It's not, it's not shutting that production down, but when the chemical wears off, um, and, 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 you know, most specifically, uh, andinacine, um, wears off in your body, it floods your body basically with, and that's where you get like the caffeine crash, uh, you know, and, and basically your body's saying, oh my God, it's, it's like literally one o'clock in the morning, you know, it, what happened? And then I need to shut down now and go to sleep. Right. So that clock effect has a big impact on everything that's going on. And caffeine is, is, you know, a great stimulant. I, I love caffeine. Um, but as big you mentioned, fan, big fans of caffeine or big fans like of caffeine. Board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Within reason. Um, you know, but, uh, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, uh, if you're taking it late at night, I know there's a lot of people that'll say, well, Hey, caffeine doesn't impact me. It absolutely does impact you just in different ways. Um, I know I can take, I can drink, you know, a cup of coffee and I can take a two hour nap afterwards, but is that really good sleep that I'm getting at that point in time? Am I hitting REM sleep? Am I doing, you know, things that, you know, am I, uh, staying, uh, asleep longer? Usually the answer to that is, is going to be no. Um, one thing I wanted to hit on on the research on on the whole GABA and L-theanine component, which I thought was kind of like mind blowing, is that when they combined GABA and L-theanine together, uh, it had a decrease in sleep latency. So your ability to fall asleep uh, decreased by fourteen point nine percent, which is huge, and then your increase in sleep duration increased by twenty six point eight percent, and then um, you know you take uh, when you, um, when you take GABA and L-theanine together. The REM sleep uh, was 99.6% uh, efficient, 
and non-REM sleep was was only 20.6% efficient. So like, you know, all of the different areas that you want to focus on, those two alone, I think is kind of like the miracle sleep thing for me. Um, has really helped out a lot for for me getting really good deep sleep and recovery, uh, which is kind of neat. Yeah, for sure. And you know, you're talking about REM sleep there and the quality of that sleep. And it sort of leads into two points. It's that sort of initial point that I was saying about how your sleep cycle cycles run. And say, for example, you're you're in a pattern of you go to sleep at 10 o'clock and you wake up at six o'clock, but for some reason you need to get up at 4 a.m. So that you're missing that you know, you're missing technically two hours of sleep, but potentially you could be missing, you know, up to 50% of the REM sleep that you get on, on the whole because of the way that the ratios are split across your, your different sleep cycles. And yeah. um, just to touch on the REM sleep, like what it actually does is again, from the research that I did earlier on, you know, it's what sort of gives you that mental and emotional restoration for want of a better phrase. So if you've ever, had a fucking shit show or had an issue or a problem or whatever it is and people say sleep on it that's technically what you're doing to sort of allow your body to calibrate in terms of like process the information or whatever it needs to do to sort of bring you back down to a level of understanding or you know whatever you need to do to, to solve or, or deal with the problem and um, a good point to note that you mentioned there a couple of times is your your body's 24-hour clock and the main thing that sort of kept coming up in terms of how to optimize your sleep and how to sort of hack your sleep was having set sleep times so go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time and maybe that sounds totally ridiculous and you know maybe we can't do it on a regular basis but if you can get your body into the sort of habit and the routine as to this is what time it goes to sleep at this is what time you wake up at that in itself is gonna you know your body will know at that time it will learn that this time it's go to sleep this is what time i wake up at so you know from a, a quality and a quantity perspective it's gonna massively massively improve yeah. So, so your internal clock is what we call the circadian rhythm. And, and so your body keeps track of a 24 hour period when you should be awake, when you should go to sleep. You know, if you start uh, staying awake during nights and you go to sleep during days, you know, your circadian rhythm can change. But what's interesting is there one of the human labs podcasts, I think it was something like 84% of our genes are based off of our circadian rhythm. So a huge component of our body, our DNA and how we're made up of is based off of this internal clock. So for messing with that, there's obviously some major issues, but most recently, one of the earliest studies um, on on muscle hypertrophy and muscle growth um, during the actual rebuild phase of things actually happens in a circadian rhythm earlier in the day. So in the mornings is typically when protein synthesis and your body starts to rebuild muscles. It's most effective way um, is is in the mornings themselves based off of your circadian rhythm. So, you know, it's your internal clock that is is, is managing a lot of these. And if your internal clock is jacked up from some, some way, shape or form, you know, it can definitely impact your sleep. One thing that I noticed, um, I used to always make the excuse that I was a, 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 a night person, right? You know, like, oh, I'm just a night person. I, I go to bed late, you know, I wake up late um, and, and I, I hate waking up in the morning. I'll tell you, since I started focusing on my sleep, um, since I started focusing on my quality of sleep, uh, I can wake up anytime and still feel pretty refreshed. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I still hate waking up at four o'clock in the morning, but I can wake up at seven o'clock in the morning now or six o'clock in the morning and be perfectly fine. I don't feel like I'm just dragging ass getting up. I'm like, I'm like, whoop, I'm up. Okay. It's time to go. Let's, let's get going. I'm still tired. You know, I'm still waking up, but it's not like a fight with my body to like get out of bed where I'm like, Oh, I hit the snooze button 10 times. You know, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm literally, as soon as, you know, I get great example is this morning. Uh, I had orange theory this morning. I went to bed yesterday, I think at 11. So 11. So about, I got about seven and a half hours of sleep or so. Um, and so I, I uh, my alarm was set for for seven a.m. to get up, and I, and I have to um, 
I do orange theory between 8.15 and 9.15, so I have to leave the house about 7.50. So by the time I take a shower and uh, take my, my pre-workout, which also requires me to use the bathroom a couple times, uh, make sure I do that there, not at orange theory. Um, you know, so I have to, have to do my, like, my early morning ritual to get ready for a workout. And, um, and so I woke up this morning like basically ready to go at 6.30. I, you know, before the alarm even went off, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, oh, I'm awake. This is awesome. I'll just kind of sit here and chill and kind of get myself up, you know, and, and, you know, I just kind of sat there and I enjoyed the warmth that was starting to come in my body as my internal temperature started to, to increase. My circadian, you know, rhythm was starting to move forward. You know, as far as time goes, my dopamine was starting to increase. You know, I was starting to get all of those things that happen naturally in our body um, because I had a good night's sleep and I was well rested and recovered from, from the day before. And I can tell you that that process of understanding my body and how much sleep I actually need has really helped me out in my health, my career, um, every aspect of everything else. You know, I tell you, you know, we talk about the, the pillars of, um, you know, uh, of, of having a living, a, 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 you know, a, a fit life or a better life uh, that, that's focused on fitness. And, you know, the, the sleep piece of it, you know, I, I think is one of the first things that we talked about on the whole lifestyle side of the house, because it's literally one of the most important aspects that you can do today. If you're not focusing on your sleep, everything else is just going to be jacked up. Your body's not going to recover. You're going to have kinks in your neck. Your muscles are going to be sore. You're going to hate waking up in the morning. Your, your brain fog is going to be taking in. You know, All of those things are our key components of not having good sleep. And I'd, I'd heavily recommend just investing some time into getting some sleep. And, and there are some people that are just freaks of nature. Like you look at Jocko. Jocko says, hey, I only get four hours of sleep a day. You know, That's all I need. I'm like, okay. You know, that's Jocko. I mean, Jocko... It's not human. We're not here to argue with you, yeah, Jocko. Yeah, if you want to get four to save a it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever Jocko says, Jocko goes. You know, like it's 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 in you know scripture at that point. But uh, you know, it, you know, learn your body, understand your body, what works for you. But I'd heavily recommend getting around six and a half hours of sleep as your base. I think it, it's a good point to note here that there's something you just said, and I'll read it back to me. Like you know, a couple of weeks ago, I decided from nine o'clock in the evening, no screen time, close my laptop, close the computer, sack the phone off, like just. No TV, nothing, and actually set myself up for going to bed. I get into that routine. I set my alarm for 5 a.m. I try to get up between 4.45 and 5 every single day. And it got to the point after about two or three weeks that, I, just as you said, like I was naturally waking up before my alarm. And actually a good point to note on that is the I was listening to Matthew Walker earlier on about the snooze button. And he says, if you think about that response in terms of what that does to your body, if you think, you know, whenever the alarm goes off, obviously it startles you, you know, it'll raise your heart rate. It's that sort of fight or flight. If you're doing that five, six, seven times in the morning, hitting the snooze button, it's going to fuck you up for the day. And if you think about what you just described there, you woke up naturally, the dopamine, you were feeling good in bed, you were warm, you were happy and you were ready to go for the day. Yeah. I can guarantee that that's literally the opposite of how everybody else is waking <laughs> yeah. up that are stressed out. If you imagine you you know, hit the snooze button a couple of times, wake up, you're stressed out, you're rushing because you've slept in and you, you need to grab everything to go. You're grabbing caffeine because you're not fully awake yet instead of hydrating your body. And it's always a stressor for the rest of the day. That's literally setting the tone for the rest of the day. Like if you wake up like that, your day is going to be a shit show. Whereas if you focus on your sleep first, focus on waking up naturally and, you know, being in a much better place and a much more like better environment to wake up, that is going to set the tone for your day. And I was talking to Gemma recently about it and she was saying she was struggling to get up because it's obviously the darker mornings and stuff. And I was like, just try and get up slightly earlier and take 20, 30 minutes to yourself to like, chill the fuck out and like work out what you need to do for the day do whatever you need to do before you work out and things like that like that time it's my favorite time of day that's why i get up, up at 4 45 because the rest of all well, i say the rest of the world's not awake generally you guys are still awake fucking in the chat having 
conversations that we're not going to. Um, <laughs> but, you know... It, she got a little weird one of those days, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I ended up ordering a bottle of tequila at half six in the morning and sat on the shelf over there. Um, but yeah, I feel like that'll be an entirely different podcast. But anyway, yes, what I'm saying is, you know, you literally set the tone for your day in the morning. So, you know, yeah. if you are hitting the snooze button, whatever else, that's going to set the tone for your day. You're going to be stressed out. You're going to be late and your day is going to be a shit show. Whereas if you can get up slightly earlier, chill the fuck out, gather your thoughts. And one thing I'm actually starting to do that I haven't done only because whenever I wake up, obviously the chat's still going because of the time difference. One thing I'm going to start doing is not use my phone for the first hour because there's a yeah. lot of studies in terms of like that time from whenever you wake up, you know, your body actually processing what's going, what went on whenever you're sleeping and things like that. Like you're losing a lot of that whenever you get into social media and whatever else you're looking at on your phone. So that's one goal I'm going to set myself from now. Yeah, I, I have a tough time with that. I, I still use my phone at night, but I turn on the dark light mode. Um, I have it automatically set to where once it hits, um, you know, 7 or 8 p.m., it automatically dims and removes the white light. That's the, one of the biggest things. I have one of these mood lamps you told me about where it just, you know, you know, uh, k- kicks me up in the morning. Um, but uh, I try to take as much white light out as possible because that increases dopamine production, which increases, you know, your ability to stay awake, uh, which you don't want to do, obviously, as you're going to sleep. So reducing white light uh, or bright light is very important um, during those, those times of hour to kind of give your body time to start to, you know, reduce its temperature as your circadian rhythm tells you it's time to go to sleep and reducing the dopamine levels and everything else that goes along with that. Um, yeah. So it all has a big good one. Darkness yeah. is a good one to sort of touch on in terms of like tips that you can do to help that. As you said, you know, I have that set up both on my laptop and on my phone. I think mine just goes in time with the sunset and the sunrise. It starts mm-hmm. to go like slightly more orange. So it's taking that, that blue light out of it. But if you can start to dim the lights in your house towards that time as well, obviously that's going to help towards it. Limit screen time before you go to bed. So no laptop, no TV. Like if you think of some of the fucking films and programs that people watch, it's like high stress, whether it's a Dude, fucking car chase. My or wife. Whatever. Oh my God. She watches murder mysteries like 10 minutes before she's going to bed. No. She's like, I had such a horrible la- sleep last night. I'm like, no shit. I wonder why. I wonder why. Like you just saw like 10 people get murdered on TV and then you know, like the investigation for it. And I wouldn't like, be able to sleep. turn the light off and you're going to go to sleep. That <laughs> yeah. doesn't happen like that. Yeah. Um, so the darkness thing, you know, you can sort of set yourself up for that. So lower the, you know, dim the lights in the house you know look at lamps whatever it is you know an hour two hours before you go to bed but also the darkness of your room so whether that's blackout blinds or whether you want to wear an eye mask i can't do it i did try Laura I've heard it too. I can't do it. i'm like i can't i feel like just you're just like, yeah. stuck me like this yeah i can't do it um but yeah so darkness is something obviously that, that will help you as well and actually the darkness um it promotes the release of your natural melatonin as well so once you start to sort of get into that evening time Obviously, as we said, your body produces melatonin itself and it will promote that that release of it. So it's telling your body, right, time to fucking go to sleep here. Yeah, did you know that your eyelids actually have uh, light receptors in them? So, you know, even though you have your eyes closed, you have the ability to kind of see light through as things go along too. So, you know, your body knows when, hey, it's it's light outside, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it's interesting that, you know, keeping a dark room is, is really important. There's um, two annoyances that I have. Like, for example, the whoop band, I happen, uh, the... The charger for the whoop i need to move to my um to my uh uh bathroom uh, that's what i was going for um and so it's gotta go to my bathroom and so uh you know um 
I want to move that there because the little green light on there causes an issue. You know, my phone charging has a little light on there. I'm going to uh, t- tape that with uh, some some duct tape or something like that to kind of hide it. But um, you know, it's it's one of those things where I, I'm trying to get to a quieter room um, as things go along. So, uh, or a quieter and darker room as things go along with the temperature side and everything else. My wife likes her temperature to be like at like 70, so that's why I got the whole chilly mat thing. And if you have the ability to, um, you know, you know you lower the temperature down, you probably don't need one of those chili mats or things like that. But it's just one of those things where you try to make us a little, little bit increments, you know, make things a little bit better, a little bit easier. It's just for this you 1%. Yeah. I mean, it's like you said, it's just one, you know, it's 1% improvements, like whether it's, you know, get rid of the light, like you said, on whip or whatever it is, like it's all going to benefit you, you longer term. I would like to get to the point that I don't have my phone in my room, like charging in a different room, but I just don't think I'm there yet. I think that it takes a special sort of person to have that, like your phone's in a different room. And I don't know what that says about me or other people, but I just, I'm not at the po- at the point where I can leave it in a different room. I'm not either. There's no way. Doesn't that, I'm, I'm just gonna say it's never gonna happen. Nope, it's, not gonna happen. Nope, nope. fuck that idea. Do you like cold showers? <laughs> not happening, sorry. Like, you know. <laughs> I'm not gonna have a cold shower. I'm a phone stand in my room and that's, that's it. That's right, that's it. That is the end of story. And I'm gonna lift on days where my doctor tells me not to lift. So like, I got the three things going for me here. Uh, you know, for me, um, you know, running multiple businesses and things like that, there are times where, you know, something critical may happen at two o'clock in the morning that I need to be there. Um, you know, so I, I it's, it's only happened like four times in my life where I've really needed to be in that type of situation. But at those times, you know, much necessary to be there. So I, I, you know, I, I keep the phone away and, you know, I, I try not to spend a lot of time on it, you know, if I'm, if I'm sitting there, but at the same time, I, I, that's not one of those things where I'll be removing it anytime soon. I, I can't, I can't bite that bullet. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, okay. Right, fair, I get good sleep enough. though. So I'm, I'm okay with it. Yes. True, true, true. You're not. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I think another point to note is um, one thing I was looking at a study with rats and how they were looking at how you can improve your memory from sleep. So they talk about getting sleep before you learn something or whatever it is. Um, and what that does is sort of sets the tone in terms of like it allows your brain to absorb the information. So get, you know, go to sleep beforehand. You, I always find that I'm more productive or I'm, I just function better in the yeah. moment. So if I have to learn something, write something, read something, that's why I always try and get everybody's check-ins done first thing because I'm the best version of myself. Whereas if I get to the afternoon, I'm like, I'm like stuck to the desk like this. <laughs> um, so yeah, they basically talk about that and they talk about the two sides of what your what your memory is actually doing in there so throughout the day they what they what is your hippocampus is they sort of refer to it as your information inbox so it's what's taking all the information in throughout the day i think about the best way that i can sort of describe this is if you imagine it like a usb stick like just gathering all the memory and then if you think about whenever you're asleep the your cortex part of your brain is where that sort of like if you imagine that's your hard drive so there's like a what they call like a I guess it's like a file transfer of, you know, the, the information that you're taking in throughout the day, transfer the file over the cortex and it's like in the hard drive, like locked into your memory. I, I like that analogy. Look at that. I mean, I'm really impressed there, man. You're like making the computer analogies. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know like, the audience. It's fine. I get huh? it. That was good. That was really good. That's something new every day. And, and I actually understood that. So that was good. <laughs> I don't know the last time I actually had a USB stick, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, got, I got one right here just in case you never know when you need one, you know, when you need one, you need one. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's interesting how our, our bodies work on everything, right? Um, you know, they are literally one big, massive chemical machine uh, and optimizing your chemicals, optimizing your body, optimizing your sleep. All of those things are, are key things for us to, to be able to function appropriately as we go along in our day to day. And, you know, 
one day of, of horrible sleep is not going to kill you. But, you know, over time, your body will start to wear down if you're not getting the appropriate sleep to do what you're doing. And, you know, you start getting into rituals and this is just how I feel and this is just who I am. And you start feeling like shit the rest of your life. Well, there's probably a reason for that, right? You know, not taking care of yourself, not taking care of your sleep, not taking care of your nutrition, not taking care of your fitness. You know, our bodies are designed to be put under stress. You know, our, our bodies are designed to build muscle, you know, when we need them, our bodies are designed to do physical activity. You know, our bodies react very well to that, you know, longevity of cardiovascular health and everything else comes along with, with fitness and training. So, you know, again, I'm not saying you, I was, I was talking to, uh, there was a, a group of us that meet once a month. It's a, it's, it's a group called Vistage. I think I've, I've messaged, I mentioned on the podcast a few times, but it's a bunch of CEOs that get together and we meet once a month just to kind of talk about our businesses and, and how we're doing and ways that we can improve and get better, you know, challenges that we have that maybe others have gone through. So more of a peer group of just understanding, Hey, this is how we run businesses. What can we do to get better? Is it like the client group just that we have it's just like, yeah, very much so. for business. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yep. hundred percent. So, okay. you know, we have the client group. It's obviously from, from a, fitness mindset perspective and community, right? Very similar thing on the, the CEO side of the house, right? Like-minded individuals, same type of mission, really trying to improve themselves or improve their companies. And I was talking to a couple of the guys yesterday and um, I've been obviously getting everybody on the whole uh, fitness kick. So all of their, you know, objectives for 2021 was to, to get fit. So I think like half of them bought tonals and, you know, like all this other stuff. And, and one of the guys, uh, Dusty was like, he's like, oh man, I'm doing so good. He's like, uh, I'm working out three times a week and I feel great. I'm like, dude, that's, that's so awesome. He's like, yeah, I'm just trying to be Dave or whatever. And I'm like, that's, that's great, man. And he's like, so what's your, your workout uh, regimen looking like nowadays? <laughs> and I was like, well, I do orange theory three times a week. I lift six days a week. I get 12,000 steps and I cheat and probably do, you know, an extra lift, you know, for, for muscles, you know, here and there just for fun. And he's like, damn it, Dave. He's like, now I just feel like shit. You know, I'm like, no, no, like don't compare yourself to me. Do not compare yourself to me. Like, that's just me. That's where I've, I've gone to. But three times a week is fantastic. Right. So, you know, you need to look at it from yourself. If, if you're getting three hours of sleep and, and six and a half hours, isn't something that's accomplishable for you, then try to get four hours or five hours, improve just a little bit and see how your body reacts to it and start to, to kind of push yourself forward a little bit and see how, how you feel. And it's not going to be immediate. It's not going to be like, Hey, one day I got six and a half hours of sleep. It should fix all my ailments, you know, but over time, you know, if you do this for, let's just say a month, you should start to notice a difference in, in quality, you know, sleep, everything else that's going on. Can I just point out that that's exactly what you did with the, cause we cut your calories last Friday and today on the call, you're like, well, I'm fucking lost with this is bullshit. <laughs> Get it sometime. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, I remember when I first started training with you, Ben, and, uh, you know, like we started going into, uh, calories. I think I was at like, maybe like 2,400 or 2,300 calories or something like that when we started off with, and I started gaining weights and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? You know, you're like, listen, it's your body taking more protein in your, you know, undigested food. You're not gaining eight pounds in a week. You're fine. Don't sweat. I'm like, no, I'm I, like, I'm this, no, no, no. like, just hang on. And then the next week, everything balanced out. And then I started losing weight, you know, as soon as after. So I, I, I get the patience piece of it. I just, you know, I want that. I want that six pack in Arnold arms and Thor arms uh, today. So just a little patient. I, I figured, I, I figured my eight years. What's that? I've been waiting for eight years till I haven't got up. <laughs> uh, it's every day getting stronger, right? Better than or stronger than yesterday. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just incremental improvements over time, which I like that, that graph you uh, posted, by the way, around, you know, the, the incremental increases over time and how that kind of impacts versus not doing anything. Gains. Yes. You should talk about yeah, that. Yeah. 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 
So it's actually from um, Atomic Habits, the book. If anybody hasn't read it, stop what you're doing right now. Pause the podcast, go on Amazon and order it because it literally would change your life in terms of mm-hmm. and anything that you're trying to do, how to build new habits, how to get rid of old ones, and just how he explains it. So good. If you're an audiobook person, 100% listen to it. I listened to it first and then I bought the book because there's a lot of visual references, which are totally fucking useless whenever you're walking and he's saying, refer to figure 1.68. You're like, all right, I don't know what it is. So get the book, read it. Um, but yeah, basically they talk about, you know, okay, you think about 1% better every day. Um, I'm pretty sure it's, if you, if you think about it, it's 1% better every day equates to 37 point. 8% across the year or something like that. Don't quote me. Um, but, you know, you think about it, it's 1%. It doesn't seem like a lot of the time, but over a year, which absolutely flies in. I was putting it at the end of this earlier on. I was like, holy shit, 24th of November. What the fuck? Um, but a year, a year absolutely flies in. If you can just make that sort of promise to yourself to improve that 1% every single day. And it doesn't need to be just in one aspect of your life. If you get 1% better with your nutrition, 1% better with your training, 1% better with your sleep, 1% better with your steps, like all these things built up over time you'll be unrecognizable in a year's time. You know, it's interesting. I remember when we first started in this, this, this program, right? And, um, you know, the, the toughest part when you first, you know, implement these habits is you expect immediate results, right? Um, you expect to lose rate, weight right away. You expect to get great sleep and everything else is going to fix. You know, this stuff obviously takes time for you to incorporate and to make it a habit. I'll tell you a great example. Um, you know, I have, I have obviously an issue with food because I've been obese my entire life. And you look at, at when we push these calories up to 3,800 calories, well, I was at 3,900 at one point in time. So I was eating 3,900 calories a day during my bulking phase. And now I'm at 3,200 calories. Now there's a reason for why there's such a vast difference there. Uh, one being the training program that I'm in isn't as calorie intensive, um, you know, cause I'm not doing power building or power lifting as part of that. So you know, my total daily energy expenditure dropped to probably about 3,500, which means that, you know, to put myself in a two, 300 calorie deficit, be around 32, 3,300 calories. Um, but you look at, 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 uh, me eating 3,800 calories, I got used to eating 38, 3,900 calories. And then to cut out 500 calories from that is a big, di- it's a big deal, you know? And, and, and so, you know, you have to make these incremental changes of things that you would eat throughout the day and be mindful of that because you're going to be burning, you know, at four o'clock, you're going to be at 30, you know, 400 calories or 3,200 calories, you'd be like, oh shit, I can't eat anything for the rest of the day. And then you're starving the rest of the day, right? So, you know, you, you have to understand that this this stuff that you're doing is going to take time for you to perfect. It's going to take time for you to, to get on that path to go and do it. And it's the same thing around uh, incremental sleep and what we're talking about in the sleep stuff. Don't do everything we said in this podcast today. You know, do incremental things. Just try to get some additional sleep. You know, keep it a little bit cooler. Go take a hot shower before you go to, you know, half hour, hour before you go to bed to, to, to cool you down a little bit. Um, a heated shower to cool you down a little bit. Now, again, that doesn't make sense, but it, it does make sense. Um, you know, those things can make a big difference in how you actually react and how your body starts to make changes for the good over time. This is stuff that, you know, I remember looking at my, this is what I'm going to get to is, is looking at my check-in uh, photos. I think it was like, a six month period. And I was like, Ben, man, I'm feeling fat. I haven't made any progress. I, you know, I don't know what you're doing. He's like, well, first of all, look at your measurements. They're off the friggin' charts. You know, your, your biceps have grown, your quads have grown, your calves have grown, your waist has shrunk, your hips have shrunk, uh, your shoulders have grown. And let's just take a look really quick at the before and after pictures of when you first started. And I was like, Oh shit. Like that's a different person. You know, like, like it is a, a completely different person between that one, one month period versus that six month period. So, you know, we have to be mindful that these, these types of changes take some time for us to get accommodated to, and it's not going to be immediate. I will say though, sleep 
if you do sleep for a week or two weeks, you should start to notice a, a big difference very quickly. Those are one of the things that has an immediate impact uh, in brain activity, your body's ability to recover, feeling good. Um, all of those things are, are really important for you to, to focus on. Yeah. So the power of 10 again, it's 4% better every day is 37.78. So I was close from memory. Like that was pretty good. Must've been getting good sleep yeah. that day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one thing that I would like to know, and it, I actually really enjoy this whenever I'm doing the check-in, the check-in sheets. Like if I'm looking, I'm looking at your check-in sheets open here in front of me, like this week's check-in is going to be week 60. And for me, I really fucking like that because it's a long period of time, yes, but you recognize at the start that this was going to be a long thing. Do you know what I mean? And I have people who are, you know, up to week 80 and whatever else. So all these people that are checking with me, yes, they've worked with me a long time, but they recognize that this is what it actually takes to make change. You know, it's not a fucking six week transformation. It's not fucking whatever else, booty, buster, whatever, whatever. Um, so it is something that, that sort of will take time and sort of just circle it back to actionable tips for sleep because I feel like we did cover all the points, but it was a bit all over the place. Regular time to go to bed, regular time to wake up, temperature of your room, darkness of your room, sleep routine in terms of like an hour, an hour and a half before you go to bed, hot shower, hot bath, whatever it is to sort of cool your temperature, which I think, I know that sounds ridiculous, but it definitely works. Um, and limit caffeine early in the afternoon are the sort of actionable points for sleep. Yep. Temperature is a big deal. And not so. a lot to supplement. Like we didn't even, no. I didn't even mention supplements there. Like no. that's a whole other avenue that we can talk about. And honestly, su supplements are something that I would not recommend that you start to do from a fixed perspective. I'd fix your sleeping habits nail first. Things and first. Yeah, yeah, nail those yeah. things first. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm always experimenting with things to try to figure out like how to maximize my body. Even if it's a 0.1% differential, hey, that's 0.1% I'm better, you know, on that side of the house or things that I'm doing to, to help out my, my body um, recover faster. So, you know, again, don't even do the supplements until you get your sleeping habits and patterns down to pad. And then you want to optimize your sleep. Hey, start, you know, throwing in some L-theanine and, and, and some GABA in there to see how you react to it. And if you have better sleep by tracking that. So, and tracking your sleep, by the way, we didn't discuss, but also really important, you know, using the Aura Band or Aura Ring uh, or the, uh, the Whoop Band or your Garmin, um, you know, or, you know, this, no, uh, but, uh, you know, using, using those as your, your, your kind of benchmarks of how you're getting from a sleep measuring perspective, a lot of the newer beds, um, have HRV tracking, uh, and sleep quality tracking. They'll give you uh, sleep scores as you're going through. Um, so really good stuff to kind of keep an eye on uh, to see how your body reacts to certain areas. I've actually found that I have a, a sleep number bed and, um, uh, there's, you can set the firmness it uses air to kind of set the firmness of the bed. And I was almost always a very cushiony, like super soft type of person. And so I keep my number at a 30, which is super, super, super soft. What I found is that I, um, my, my wife, uh, was, was making fun of me of how always how low it is and how hers is like a 70 or 80 or whatever. She likes like, literally you want to rock on, you know, she like sleeps on rocks is basically what I sleep on from a firmness perspective. Um, but I just, I tried one day, I tried 60 and I noticed my sleep score shot up substantially. And so I kept it on 60 for a little while and my body actually reacted better to more of a stiff bed than it did a soft bed. So, you know, playing around with those things and those little variables might make a big difference um, in, in what you're doing. And, and just these little things can make a, a big difference in how you recover, how you feel, your sleep, everything else that goes along with it. So little things that make a big difference. Yeah. And I think, you know, everything, the points that I just pointed out there, none of them cost any money. Do you know what I mean? It's a case of this is what you can do to help. You don't need to buy anything. You don't need to change anything. You just need to go and actually try manage your time slightly better and, and sort of work out what works best for you from a sleep perspective. So hopefully that helps because a lot of people struggle with sleep and it is shit because if you don't have good sleep, the rest of your life is majorly yeah. difficult. So if you can improve that, then, then hopefully you can improve the quality of your life.
Yep. One thing that we haven't spoken about yet, and it's been about for about two or three weeks, is fucking got merch. We've got a website for merch. Yeah. We got merch. Yeah, we just we got merch. dropped. I got it. my merch too. I got the I got the flag I'm gonna hang up today. Very impressed with the flag. Like yeah, I wasn't, the flag is really I, nice. Yeah, I wasn't you know, whenever it was mentioned in the chat, I was like, right, I'll I'll put this together, but mine got delivered there. I was like, Yeah, this I needed this. I didn't know I, I needed I need, it. Yeah. But I, I definitely, it definitely needed it. So I definitely the link is in it. the description. There's a discount code there for anybody who's listening. But yeah, very happy. I actually got a t shirt delivered. Oh, my t shirt is uh is shipped. I haven't got it delivered yet. I got the um, well, I got the the sweatshirt from you that you had sent me for testing. I got the stickers, which I, I'm still waiting to put on because I haven't got a case yet for my new Mac. Um, and then I got the shirt that should be delivered, and obviously the flag, which is uh, which is in route. So I, uh, I'm excited about the merch. It looks really good. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah, cool. Good job good on that. It. Yeah, yeah, nailed it. Well, thanks for listening. That was good. Awesome. I feel like we actually gave some value instead of actually just yeah. talking fucking nonsense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, check us out on our Discord, you know, discord.gg slash hacking your health. Uh, obviously, uh, and we're on Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on every possible, uh, po- you know, podcast platform. Uh, wehack.health um, is our, our website. Check us out on social media on the, the wehackhealth uh, hashtag or the wehackhealth uh, Twitter account. Uh, we're always on there posting good things in the community, sharing their information. Share your experiences, share your successes share your struggles. Um, that's what we're here for as one community to, to help one another out. And that's our mission here uh, at Hacking Health Podcast is to get information out and help you all out uh, with what you're struggling with. So thanks so much for listening today. Appreciate it. Catch you next week. Later. Later.